That was Wage of Destruction by Mellow Fields. That was from his self-titled album that he released in 2017. And I'm playing it now because he got his first ever cassette release. And of course, I added him to my collection. Just wait now. That was Mellow Fields. Love that guy. My name is Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. And today, uh, I'm, I'm having Laura Dre on the show from Outline Recording. She's got her album, Moving Spaces, uh, coming out tomorrow. Uh, well, at midnight at midnight their midnight which is uh still today for me so <laughs> lucky me um but yeah she'll be on the show in just a few minutes but i have a lot of music for you a lot, a lot of really good music and i just couldn't miss it i've been adding songs you know right up to the minute <laughs> of the show so a lot of good tunes uh coming up next you might have heard this on tuesday when i was live henley ocean has a new track called sky full of stars it is intimidating Asking for too much Scratching at a surface You're afraid to touch Only after sundown Does anybody see What you're holding hostage Instead of setting free Under a sky full of stars We reveal our hearts Under a sky full of lights None of us need to hide All our hopes and all that he and uh, one of my favorites, Carl Culley, would work good together. They have kind of a, a similar vibe. Coming up next, Beckett is going to be my guest uh, later on in the month, uh, 27th, because he's got an album coming out from City to Beachfront. It'll be out uh, on the 30th. So um, here's one of the tracks available through the pre-order. This is Long Weekend.
That was Long Weekend by Beckett from his upcoming album From City to Beachfront, available for pre-order now on Bandcamp.com. Between him and Micromat Scenes, they are setting my summer mood with their city pop. I love it. Coming up next, we have one from my Aztec dealer, John. He slipped me this one from Natalie Gray. <laughs> this is One in a Million.
that was one in a million by natalie gray released on uh, aztec records love that beautiful coming up next we have a new one a new brand new track from levinsky our uh, giallo horror specialist in the scene uh, this is one he enlisted the uh, vocals of a woman named enlia on a track called sur les étoiles
That was Sous by Levinsky featuring Enlia on vocals. That's new single out now on Bandcamp. Coming up next, another one of my July guests. He'll be on next week. Nimi K just came out with Soul Killer last week. He released it on Thursday. Uh, here's a track I have not played for you yet. I love this one. This is Data Crash. <laughs>
is Data Crash by Dimmy K from his brand new album, Soul Killer. Yeah, and I'll be having him on the show next week. Coming up next, I got a new track from Decade Defector and Steven Sims. This is one called Older. Thank you. 
That was Older by Decade Defector and Steven Sims featuring Dave Maverick. Coming up next. Oh, somebody just joined us in the IRC. It's Annie. Hi, Annie. She's uh, she's in theater, or she was. I could tell. <laughs> she's got she's got a musical voice. Absolutely. Here's Annie's debut single, Lonely Wolves.
Lonely Wolves by Annie. Yeah, she's hanging out in our IRC, so come come say hi to her. <laughs> Coming up next, this one, I almost missed this one, but uh, Zach Vortex has a new release, uh, Heart of Darkness EP, and uh, I wanted to play you the titular track.
was Heart of Darkness by Zach Vortex. That's from uh, the new EP that he released, and uh, I bought it just this morning, Heart of Darkness, which is also the name of the track. All right, coming up next, um, Jacket is going to be <laughs> my guest on the show this month as well, but both he and Demi K released their albums uh, the week I was on vacation, so I have to get them on a little bit late. But here's a bonus track from Jacket's new release, Volume 1 Dream. This is a track called Solace.
was Solace by Jacket from his new album, uh, Volume 1, Dream, which I found out was um, mastered by System Glitch. System Glitch, who um, spends 80% of his time working on other people's music. <laughs> and he finally came out with his own album this year, Beyond Stars. So check that out, too. And Jacket will be on my show next week. Coming up next, we have another release, Planetary from Space Tourist. I haven't played you this track yet. This is Road 84. Thank you. 
That was Road 84 by Space Tourist from the album Planetary. And all the tracks kind of flow together. I probably should have faded that out, but yeah, it's a really good album, especially if you love uh, instrumental synthwave. Coming up next, somebody just joined us in the chat room, Cool AM7, but he was already on the list, so. <laughs> uh, from the tale of a fairy night mancer, this is a track called The Destiny of the Fairy Night Mancer. <laughs>
That was Cool AM7 with The Destiny of the Fairy Knight Mancer. And you can buy the EP, The Tale of the Fairy Knight Mancer, on his Bandcamp page. Coming up next, we have a request from Shaz. He wanted to hear Lukash, Neon Thrills. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Neon Thrills by Lou Cash from his uh, Cyberchip album, actually. That was a request by Shaz, actually. Maybe he wanted the original version. I, I didn't have that one. <laughs> I bought Cyberchip. That's the one I've got. Coming up next, Edictum has been uh, collaborating with a lot of people, and he collaborated with Turbo Knight on this uh, EP, Andromeda. And uh, I played Andromeda for you on Tuesday, and now I'm going to play Milky Way.
That was Milky Way by Turbo Knight and Edictum. Beautiful. You can find that uh, EP Andromeda on Bandcamp. Coming up next, we have my guest, Laura Dre. But first, we're going to play the titular track from the album that she's releasing tomorrow, Moving Spaces.
And that was Moving Spaces by Laura Dre from her upcoming debut album, Moving Spaces from Outland Recordings. And of course, my guest of the hour is Laura Dre herself. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Karen. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Moving Spaces, this is your first full-length LP. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you get on with Outland? Oh, Outland is a fantastic label. I honestly can't complain about anything with them because they're just <laughs> doing marvelous promotion for me. <laughs> and they also, obviously, as you know, they specialize in events and they're just fantastic and giving advice and everything they do for me. So I'm very, very happy about the whole physicals that they're putting out there for me, like the vinyls and the cassettes and CDs and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love them. I first knew them as an event company before they became a label. I'd, I'd flown out to uh, Toronto and London to go to their events. Oh, nice. <laughs> do you have, uh, this is a little premature for this question, but uh, do you have plans to perform with them when the world opens up again? Absolutely. I'm going to tour the world (laughs) (laughs) with um, the first, I think, Stop Being Japan. Um, There's a whole tour planned. Yeah, I can't honestly wait. And then obviously we're looking at other countries to tour like uh, Korea as well, Canada, US probably as well. Awesome. So how long did this album take you? So I've got it done fairly quickly um, in about six months time. Yeah, after that, it was literally just sending my stuff over to my um, sound engineer, Robert Harder, who mixed and mastered everything. And then obviously during that time, I had to come up with several designs for the single covers and the album artwork cover. (laughs) So (laughs) it, it dragged it out a little bit. But yeah, here we are now, finally. Where'd the artwork come from? I made it myself. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. You know, this was the one. It, it looks a lot like uh, Hiroshi Nagai inspired. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, he's my, my hero as well. Because um, yeah. he did a lot of 80s, um, Japanese 80s city pop art style. And I thought like, you know what, this hasn't been actually been so popular these days. And I'm going to make something similar because it's so simplistic, it's minimalistic, and I just love it. And that's where I got the inspiration from to do it, you know. Yeah, I, I love his use of space. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when did you kind of feel like moving in the retro wave direction? I know you've got a history of being a musician. Yeah, that's right. Is this a recent for you? Yeah, it's pretty recent, actually, last year. To be honest, I wasn't even sure what I was doing. <laughs> it, it started all with me matching someone on Tinder. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's quite an interesting story, actually. And I will tell you the story for the first time ever. Um, it's not out there yet. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got time. Let's hear it. Okay, so basically, yeah, I met with someone on Tinder last year. And it's a Japanese stewardess. She's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> and then we kept chatting and uh, she invited me to see her Instagram and I was like, holy smoke, she's absolutely stunning, beautiful. Just I was completely blown away. And uh, yeah, we kept talking and stuff and then it was cool for the first first week or so. And then after that, I felt like mm, she's I think she's losing interest <laughs> oh. <laughs> or not really, you know, in, is interested in me. So and then I, th- I thought like, OK, this is like getting a bit one sided. But the one thing about her was like she told me that she's really into 80s Japanese city pop, which she got me into, which is super cool because I love all this stuff. So different than the 80s Western, what we hear these days. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Japanese pop from the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. 
Who's your yeah. favorite artist? I really love, uh, I think they're called Wink. Oh, they're a duo. Yeah, Wink, Japanese pop duo. <laughs> Interesting. I never actually heard of them. I only know like um, Momoko, Kikuchi, and Anri, that sort of stuff. Okay. So she introduced me to Japanese city pop, was obviously totally into 80s music. And at that point, I thought maybe I should start making 80s music. Like, I wouldn't know how, because that would sound a bit bizarre, especially, you know, we are in, or we were in 2020 last year. Mm. <laughs> And I felt like, okay, just give it a try. I'm just going to use some retro synthesizers. I'm going to make it 80s style. But the funny thing is I started off making, or wanted to make 80s techno, but that wasn't good. (laughs) It was absolutely rubbish. And then I thought like, okay, let's not, let's get away from the 80s techno. Let's try to make something with more vocal, like indie type of thing. And then I composed my very first song, which is, would you like to take a guess? Strange Love? Nope. No? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) <laughs> you want to try one time? Was it Moving Spaces? No, not even that. It was um, I Want to Be Your Only One. Ow! <laughs> Perfectly fitting, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I noticed that Strange Love is not on the album. Yeah, it's uh, because of the licensing stuff. So Right, okay. It's only on Spotify, but it's cool with me. You know, there wouldn't be any space for it anyway. It's 40 minutes LP. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, right. So uh, I want to be your only one because I felt that at this point in time, I felt like like that, you know, and I felt like writing about this particular experience. Okay. And so that's how the song came about. And then after that, yeah, she was really happy. I was like, oh my God, this sounds really good. And, you know, I, I kept sending her a couple of demos, but then the conversation faded away because uh, eventually I figured out she got a girlfriend and stuff. So she was busy with that. And I was like, fuck it, you know what? I'm just going to carry on with this whole 80s thing now. And, Very uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And I had absolutely no idea, like I said, what exactly, what kind of genre I was doing. I was All I was doing was some electronic music with 80s retro sound influences you know Mm -hmm. next thing i know it was already september i had written moving spaces (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was almost finished with my um first album and i thought like september time okay no actually i missed the point actually so in may i made a deal with her right uh Mm -hmm. so i said to her if if i get a record deal will you go out on a date with me (laughs) and she said yeah that's a deal (laughs) So I was like so motivated since um, May, I'm going to finish off that album. I'm going to get a record deal. And then when I had enough songs, which was September time, I was like, okay, I'm going to go label shopping now. (laughs) And then, yeah, I saw, I think I found like five or six uh, record labels that were doing like 80s music and synthwave. Oh yeah, but synthwave, I didn't even know that term until summer last year either, because my friends my best friend's girlfriend, when I sent her the track for feedback, she was like, oh my God, it sounds like Synthwave, dude. And I was yeah. like, what, what is that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was complete new experience. Like I've never heard of this genre before. And um, yeah, she sent me a playlist with all the big names on it. I totally enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I'm going to look for a Synthwave label, you know? So Very yeah, nice. September, I think I contacted five or six, but it was only when, when I was looking, actually, I, I made sure it, that the, the labels had less than 10 roster artists on it because I just wanted to, you know, uh, them to focus on me because it was for me important that it's not a huge label. Otherwise, I would fear that there is no promo for me going on there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I applied to Outland. <clears throat> I had 
I think just barely a website running out. I had no press kit, no nothing, no fan base, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple tracks on there. I think four tracks. One of them was Moving Spaces. Not even I Want to Be Your Only One. It was um, three other tracks. Uh, and yeah, one of them being Ice Maiden. And uh, they got back to me within two hours saying, holy smokes, you know, this sounds really hot. It's like, you're like a <laughs> female version of Trevor something. I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, never mind. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. But it's so good that they replied already within two hours. And then ever since that day, we kept talking for two months. And then November time, they were offering me the record deal, which was super cool. And I was awesome. over the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yeah, so this is how I got the record deal. Awesome. Yeah, I love Outland. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and now Outland Recordings. Yeah, they weren't a, a label yet when I met them. But I'm glad to hear that you're going to be doing their their uh, their live shows. Their festivals are the, are the best. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to experience one. That and then obviously, like I said, uh, touring as many places as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so glad that they're doing this, actually, because I think not many labels are doing this these days. N- no, especially in this scene. Touring is expensive. Yeah. You, know, you kind of got to be willing to take a hit. Yeah, definitely.
So is this your your kind of first go around with the uh, electronic music, or have you always been doing electronic? Uh, I've always been doing electronic music since 2003. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a very long time, and only in uh, 2016 when I left my career for everything, like for music, <laughs> to study music production on a pro- professionally. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's when I uh, actually do it full time now, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I knew you had a history. I could tell. So let's <laughs> go all the way back. What was the first instrument that you picked up, and how old were you? So I was 12 years old, and. I had an acoustic guitar, which was not really what I wanted, because <laughs> it was an acoustic guitar. <laughs> it's I a wanted place to an... start. Yeah, it's a place to start. Exactly. It's um, it was cheaper than an electronic uh, electric guitar, and uh, I got some guitar lessons after three months of playing five hours every single day guitar. I was I became mm-hmm. really good doing uh, Nirvana and Hole covers. <laughs> wow. Then I got my uh, first electric guitar, and then from there on, it was no going back anymore to acoustic. (laughs) So at what point did you realize that electronic music was really your thing? That was more like in 2009. Because before that, I was actually touring through LA as a bass player for a metal band and for a pop rock band. But it was not so electronic-y. Well, it's more like I said, in 2009, when I started my own band, Vinyl Black Stilettos, I actually worked with the producer from the Pet Shop Boys. Um, Very nice. Yeah, that and then also with Robert Harder. As much I've known him for like over 10 years now. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why I'm so happy to be working with him again. But yeah, so all my electronic stuff started kicking off when I moved to London back then. And because they have a huge electronic scene over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got all the indie electronic influences from there and everything was so vibrant and super cool, you know, hipster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, your first genre, was it metal or going back before metal? Uh, yeah, so before that, in 2004, actually, I was signed with a Canadian Filipino record label and the stuff that I made back in 2004 was more like, do you know Veruca Salt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, guitar, heavy guitar, and just... I can't remember if these songs actually had a few synthesizers in it, but I had an early version of what is now known as Logic. It, it was called before then E-Magic. Okay. <laughs> I recorded that on my um, with that on my laptop, and yeah, been recording and writing songs ever since then, you know? That's cool. So you've performed live a lot already. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Croatia, awesome. the Germany, obviously I'm here, but <laughs> US, uh, where else? Greece, it's, it's uh, like so many places outside Europe as well. Canada, yes. that's so. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So were you surprised that uh, Synthwave kind of had its built-in fan base waiting for you already? I'm very, I was honestly super surprised. I was like, what? This stuff is still going on? <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, you don't hear about it so much, you know, when you basically in, in I wouldn't say I'm in mainstream, but I just don't um, go explore, um, I would say, new stuff of 80s when I never when I don't know that there's new stuff of 80s out there, you know, like I'd listen to 80s records, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Spotify wouldn't take me to, hey, try, try, try out the synthwave list. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, surprised. I think most of us stumbled on the genre by accident. Yeah. I think, you know, I feel like it needs to come out a bit more. Like, there isn't much of advertising or advertisement out there for this genre. So I'm not surprised that not many people know about it, like me, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I heard about the genre like several years ago, but then the scene itself, the community, I didn't find them until a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. wow. It takes some integration. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's like, I still don't know what these artists out there, because at the moment I'm just concerned with myself, <laughs> like completing my second album. But yeah, I see some some faces too, of, you know, like you and Julian. That's, mm -hmm. that's like the only faces I'm familiar with, but the rest <laughs> is like, <laughs> maybe another time I'll have some more time to explore this. But uh, yeah, right now it's just busy working on my own stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and everyone, all the artists, you know, eventually become friends and hang out at each other's shows because the mm -hmm. artists and the fans are pretty much the same people i think me and julian are the only ones that are not trying to make music right now <laughs> <laughs> or make a label or work for a label or anything mm -hmm. we're just nice. fans we just represent the fans oh that's nice <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm really glad to see like i got also some fans outside synthwave as well which is super cool yeah for some reason it's like, you know it's like because I mainly make music for myself, which is probably the reason why. Like, I never had the intention, actually, of um, doing it for a particular audience, you know? Because so, mm -hmm. when I composed all these songs, it was just, like, from the experience I gathered last year. And then, yeah, it just came together like this. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, when you're doing electronic music versus any other kind of music, does your, your process, your songwriting process change? Is it different? Does the song come together a little bit differently? Uh, it's different. Every time, every time I write a song, it's completely, you know, it varies from song to song. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, sometimes I come up with a melody and sometimes I just start off with the lyrics and then base the melody around the lyrics or the, the hook, you know, mm. it's pretty good. I usually get uh, a song a month done, which <laughs> enables me to get the album out there much quicker. Very nice. So now now that the album is done, are you one of those artists that's kind of already on to your next project? Or are you just simmering in this for a little while? Oh no, I'm already on my next project. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I think you were going to say that. <laughs> my second album is almost done. Really? Wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're actually going to um, uh, release a summer tune uh, mid-August, I think. Very cool. That will be my first single of the second album, which is super cool. <laughs> wow, you work fast. Yeah. So um, as you kind of progress through the different genres that you worked around, uh, were, you, were your influences changing? Uh, yeah, always, all the time. Um, but like I said, uh, the last year's album wasn't based on the influences I was listening to. It was, it was more based on the person, you know, who it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, because... I never had such a big Insta Instagram crush on anyone, you know? Right. <laughs> Just the weirdest and bizarre, most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. But that, that's cool, you know? I think there are certain points in life where everyone encounters a bizarre thing, you know? And I think a lot of people can relate to my story as well from what I can see, like, in terms of comments and feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I was just wondering if you're gonna stick around in the '80s inspired genre for a while. If you're gonna, if we're gonna keep you in the scene for a while. Yeah, I think I think so. My my second album still has '80s retro sounds in it, but there's the big butt, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, a slightly more pop than my first one now, so it's moving more. I wouldn't say that my third album is going in more pop direction, but in the, the second album, I fancied a bit more pop. So yeah, don't be surprised if things sound a bit happier <laughs> this time around. I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it just gives a bit of variety, you know. I think you see a, dif a different side or many sides of the, the artist, you know. Mm -hmm. Plus, I mean, natural growth. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I do want to expand my audience. So with that in mind, I'll try to make quite a, you know, I stretch my electronic <laughs> mm. taste in, in various, to various corners. That's, that's true. A lot of the artists in the scene uh, like to collaborate with each other. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, do you have any interest? Um, to be honest, at this point in time, my answer is no, purely because uh, I still need to establish a name for myself and obviously deliver or make let people see or discover my um, signature sound, you know, that's yeah. one thing. But also, secondly, which is super, super important to me, it's um, did you know that only according to the Performance Rights Society in the UK, there's only 2% of female music producers out there. Did you know that? <laughs> 2%. I didn't know the exact number, but I know it's not very high. Yeah, it's super shocking, isn't it? 2%. <laughs> I would have guessed like 10. <laughs> no, not even, but 2% is like, oh my god. And I mean, yeah, there were a couple of people that obviously approached me and say, hey, we made this track. Can you put some cool vocals on this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's purely because also the thing is, I don't want to be looked at just as a singer. It's super important to me that people see and understand I'm a music producer as well, multi-instrumentalist and, you know, a songwriter, composer. Mm -hmm. So basically what I'm saying is I want to have as much control in the instrumental as well, or at least like partial involved because mm -hmm. you know I'll just find it a bit weird if I just give someone my vocals and they just put it on some trash instrumental you know and, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even like it <laughs> and then we have a lot of disagreements and time wasting and whatnot so I think that needs to be clear from the very beginning once we start collaborating that you know I'm gonna have a word in this as well with the <laughs> in terms of the instrumental because I do like a bit of rhythmic syncopation I do like melodic things but I'm not very overly fond on saxophone on on my tracks so every time people make some suggestions oh I can hear a saxophone in this i'm like no you can't because <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> so that's what i'm saying you know i just want to have a little bit of control in the instrumental as well of what being put out there with my vocal if that makes sense absolutely yeah we have a lot of really great talented female producers in the scene that are often hired for their voices like megan mcduffie and prima the alien and mm -hmm. then they'll do it too but also they are producers they are music producers 100 writing yeah. everything from the ground up yeah no that's really good but yes yeah, i think it's up to the individual individual if they're really you know if they're cool with it in lending their voice to someone they trust then that's great you know but i'm not so trusting so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus you're trying to establish your name yeah exactly it has to it has to sound right you know it has to be where someone hears a track and say like oh is this laura dre and then you know they're like yeah this is, this is that's her <laughs> oh, that's great i know i'm still a stranger to you but you run into but i return your smile there is something about you
So, uh, I'm always asking about live shows, but like for two years now, there hasn't been. Uh, have you considered doing like a live stream performance? Mm, I have considered it, but it would be a very crappy one since I have a very small living room. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of all working with the same limitations right now. Yeah, so I'd, I'd rather prefer working on my album, um, finish that off, and then hopefully by the time I finish, which is August or September, then things are looking better in terms of gigging outside. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, they're already starting to schedule shows out in my area. I've got tickets to see the midnight in November. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Have you become a fan of any of the uh, artists in the scene since joining the scene? Uh, yeah, actually, I like, um, you know, du oh, yeah, of course, you know, duet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> La, La, La Avenue, they're quite um, the type of instrumentals that I prefer listening to. <laughs> yeah, I, I started off strong with instrumental, too, as, as a preference. And uh, I don't know why. I think it had something to do with how it made me feel. I like the way it made me feel. It just was intense and fun. Yeah. But then you bring pop music into it, and they're like, oh, remember that time you broke up? I'm like, oh, come on, don't bring that up again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I started to gravitate more towards the vocal okay. synth pop. But oh, I love nice. both. I love both still. Yeah, I can listen to both. I mean, yeah, but actually my um, bonus song, Kyoto Dreams, is instrumental <laughs> for a change. Uh, oh, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, same as the um, the first track on my album, The Interlude, is also instrumental. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. These are my only two ones, but maybe at some point I'll make some more instrumental. That would be cool. That would be cool. And that would help, uh, you know, folks not see you as just a singer. Although, and yeah. I've seen, I think they're used to an artist's name, meaning that it's, you know, vocalist and music producer, just within our scene, at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if they do try to poach your voice, <laughs> they will. <laughs> yeah. what, what about like uh, remixes? It's not really a collab, but if you did a remix of somebody else's song. You mean me doing a remix? Uh, possibly. I mean, it would make it clear that you are a producer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind. It depends, you know, um, mm -hmm. on the track and stuff and time-wise, if, uh, if I can fit it into my schedule, that sort of thing. And obviously what True. it sounds like. <laughs> uh, some of the bigger artists hold like remix contests all the time, like Midnight and Droid. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> And not everyone wants to buy the stems to do the Midnight's contest, though. Yeah, I, saw, I read a few things about that. Not pe people not being happy about buying those. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, do it. I'm not a. I don't remix. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Julian bought the stems for some reason. Just because mm. he's a mega fan and buys everything they come out with. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Good support. <laughs> Tell Julian to be my support as well. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't need telling twice. <laughs> we both love the Outland label. Yay! <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and uh, I tried. I tried sending him the artists before. Well, we're going in our own direction, actually. Okay, fine. I want to see. Then they come out with Laura Dre. I'm like, all right, you're finding people I've never heard of. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's so weird. <laughs> So bizarre. <laughs> Stu's got a thing for for finding artists. I don't know where he looks, but like outside the scene, yeah, and then bringing him into the scene. That's awesome. That's yeah. making the scene bigger. I'm just happy, um, you know, they signed me just because they're really, really great. The support is just spectacular from them, and even like a music video is coming out soon. <laughs> really? Which? Yeah. Oh, moving spaces. 
Gotcha, okay. Yeah, it's gonna come out same day as my album is coming out. Uh, but I think there's a premiere um, at midnight. So it's a midnight. midnight my, yeah, midnight my okay. time. So if you look on Outland TV on, on YouTube, I don't know who's, who will listen this to this live version <laughs> at the point at the uh, when it's on air on Thursday. But yeah, it'll be on Outland TV. Yeah, I can be there. Julian will be there. Oh yeah. I know uh, uh, YouTube <laughs> will send us a, an alert for a premiere. Ah, nice, great. <laughs> Okay, let's go to let's get into the music video then. Mm -hmm. uh, were were you involved in the filming of the video? Um, my friend was, who is based in Japan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, she did the whole filming footage in Tokyo with her camera. She's oh, a professional, yeah, yeah <laughs> video editor, graphics, motion designer. So it's super cool working with her. And uh, I was doing everything. Are you not in it? Oh no, I am in it. Um, I'm standing basically in front of a projector. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, okay. And I appear as a holo hologram as well, which Ooh, is super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So you didn't have to go out to J Japan to film this? And... Oh, no. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to enter anyway because of the yeah, current pandemic situation. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Be wicked. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Japan, Japanese pop. I used to live there. I miss it. I lived there in the 90s. And no way. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Years. How did you <laughs> move away again? <laughs> From there. such a beautiful country I went there once well it was um it was a I was a child and I was a military dependent and we were stationed there for three years mm-hmm and so I left when the station was over oh. and it was mostly living on a military base it's just like living on a section of the United States yeah, yeah. Just on another continent but I did get to see you know Japan actual Japan nice in the 90s <laughs> Kind of why I took away like the the Japanese pop from the nineties because I yeah. would hear it just out and about while living there. Yeah, I never realized I would come back to it, liking it so much. There's so much nostal nostalgia involved with you know Japan and everything. You see those vibrant lights and you know the the whole pop culture over there and mm -hmm. things just just amazing. I think. Japan's just an amazing country. Yeah, it's like a different world. And I had my culture shock at like 10 years old, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> that stayed with me. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to go there next year. Sorry? You haven't been there yet? No, I've been there in 2007. Oh, you have? Okay. You're yeah. going back. Yeah, it's just there for briefly for 10 days. Nice holidays. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been since 1998, so I'm sure things have changed. <laughs> hey, you need to go back there. <laughs> I do. I do, but I've been traveling mostly for synthwave shows, so... Now when they start oh, wow. having them over there, I'll have an excuse to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait till this comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, being my guest. It's great to get to know you. Thank you for having me, Karen. Oh, and it was, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was yeah, fun. fantastic. Thursday is going to be a busy night because I'll be listening to your show and then I'll be <laughs> joining this premiere on Outland TV. <laughs> and then, yeah, midnight is when the album will launch, I think, on Bandcamp. Very cool. Well, I got the cassette ordered and... Uh, nice. <laughs> see, the vinyl... Um, I buy my vinyls through Night City Vinyl in Chicago. Yeah. Just because trying to import them, it's, it costs me like as much to ship as the vinyl itself. So yeah, I just get like a that. stack. <laughs> 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 I mean, I will if I have to. Like with the the cassette, yeah, no problem. Yeah, but um, I know Outland and Night City Vinyl have a, have a good relationship right now, so I'll just buy a stack of Outland vinyls. Oh, nice. From Jewelry and yeah, you know, pay one shipping fee. 
but he's bought them all from the label already, so. Ah, that's good. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard about it where Stuart told me yeah, that Night City Vinyl were shitting themselves because they, they were, they were asking if we had enough vinyls for me of my my album because oh, no. <laughs> the orders were coming in. <laughs> I remember that he had Jory had the request form on the page. Yeah, so he, he's definitely getting it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, you just wanted to make sure that Outland has enough because apparently I think he's got already a lot of requests. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to thank all the Night Ride listeners in the uh, the chats, the IRC YouTube chat. Thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to um, moving spaces tomorrow and midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Join us for the music video on Atlanta TV on YouTube also for the video for Moving Spaces. Film I'll be in the chat, guys. <laughs> yeah, I will too. I'll be there. Yay. <laughs> Thank you all and have a good night. Good night, everyone. Bye.